1: يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن إلا وأنتم مسلمون اللهم صل على محمد وعلى آل محمد كما صليت على إبراهيم وعلى آل إبراهيم وبارك على محمد وعلى آل محمد كما باركت على إبراهيم وعلى آل إبراهيم في العالمين إنك حميد مجيد أما بعد فإن أصدق الحديث كتاب الله وخير الهدي هدي محمد وشر الأمور محدثاتها وَكُلَّ مُحْدَثَةٍ بِدَعَةٍ وَكُلَّ بِدَعَةٍ ضَلَالَةٍ وَكُلَّ ضَلَالَةٍ فِي الْنَارِ We begin by praising Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we praise Him and we ask His help, and we seek His forgiveness. And we seek refuge in Allah from the evil inside us, and from the evil consequences of our bad actions. However, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala guides, no one can misguide. And whoever Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala leaves to go astray, no one can guide. I testified that the reason who got to be worshipped but Allah and Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam is our master, the messenger of Allah. Brothers and sisters, insha'Allah we're going to start a new hijri year, maybe tomorrow or after tomorrow. And every year in the beginning of the hijri year, we're trying to remind people, that there is no future for a community that, that forgets its virtues, that there is no presence for a community that neglects its past. And nowadays there are so many desperate attempts to separate this Ummah, the Ummah of Islam, the community of the Messenger of Allah وسلم, from its past. So that the Ummah wouldn't be able to take a light from its past to light its future. Brothers and sisters, the Hijrah is one of the most incredible events that took place in the history of the Ummah. In the life of the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. It was honored by Allah. But it wasn't honored because it was a moving from a place to another place. But it was honored for many reasons and numerous factors. And some of these reasons why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala honored the hijrah of his beloved sallallahu alayhi wa is the true love of Muslims. The true sincerity that the Muslims have during that time. The steadfastness and firmness that the Muslims had during that time. The ability to sacrifice the great meaning of redemption many reasons why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala honored the hijrah of the messenger of Allah sallallahu wasallam. It all started when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala commanded his prophet sallallahu wasallam to go and convey the message. So the messenger of Allah climbed the hill of the Safa and he called everybody. Ya Banu Fihr, Ya Banu Adi. He called every tribe and clan in Quraysh. Everybody came out. And then he tested them and he said, What do you say? If I tell you that behind that valley there's an army waiting to come here and attack you and kill every one of you, will you believe me? They said, Yes, who will believe you? You have never lied. وسلم, then the Messenger of Allah said, I am the Messenger of Allah. I am the messenger of Allah sallallahu I am the messenger of Allah and Allah sent me to convey His message. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent me to convey the message to you. I'm a warner to you from a severe punishment of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The first one to respond was his uncle Abu Lahab. He said, is that the reason you gathered us for? May Allah ruin your day. And from that day forward, brothers and sisters, from that day forward, the Messenger of Allah, وسلم, along with his companions, they were persecuted. They were treated like dirt. They tried a few times to kill the Messenger of Allah, and they've already killed many of his companions. The Messenger of Allah was beaten up. His blood was shed. The Messenger of Allah, وسلم, they made his life and the life of his companions unbearable. They were greatly, greatly discredited by the fact that Islam is spreading all over the Arabian Peninsula. So they wanted to discredit the Messenger of Allah wasallam). So they started to say ill things about him. They, they started to call him names, saying that he is a magician that this man is bringing a a bad idea, that this man is dangerous and he's bringing all this great danger with him. This man is a terrorist, this man is a magician, this man is a liar. And they tried everything possible to discredit the messenger of Allah. (laughs) Sounds familiar? Sounds familiar? So Islamophobia is not really a new thing. It's not a new idea, it's actually an old game that the opponents of Islam used not even at the time of the Prophet but at the time of other Prophets. Like Isa السلام, like Musa السلام, Even before that, at the time of Sayyidina Nuh السلام, his people said, What are you talking about, man? When the we don't understand what he's saying, but you gotta stop. You gotta stop saying what he's saying, otherwise you have to bear the consequences. And they start saying all things about Nuh So Islamophobia is not a a, a new thing, it's not, it's an old game. And the philosophy of this game is to plant the seed of hatred, the seeds of fear of Muslims and Islam, to Americans, to the Western world, saying that Islam is is a bad idea, Islam is full of evil, Islam is this and that. And brothers and sisters they have tried also and they've been trying to tell everybody even the Muslims that you're strangers that you don't belong here for many years many years for 6 or 7 years and I've been saying this you have to teach yourself and teach your children that your children were born in this country that they belong here that this is their country. Because the plan is to, is to claim that you don't belong here. That this is not your country. That you go home. Presenting to people that Islam is not an American religion. And Muslims are not American. They're strangers. They don't belong here. Really, is there any hospital in the U.S. without Muslim physician? Is there any educational institution in this country without Muslim professor? It doesn't exist. Muslims in the United States are very wealthy, very educated, very bright society, very bright community. But the Islamophobia brothers and sisters is the greatest pressure that we feel as Muslim nowadays. The people talk ill about us, about our religion, about our prophet. People trying to destroy whatever is sacred for us. Trying to tell people that Islam, like somebody, a week or two weeks ago, he said Islam is a mafia, it's a mother of all the evil. And his last name is is clever, in Arabic actually. His last name is clever, means clever. And he has an Arabic last name. Maybe there's a story nobody knows about it. Allahu A'lam. He said that Islam is a, is a mother of all evil. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said in the Quran to the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam وَإِذْ يَمْكُرُ بِكَ الَّذِينَ كَفَرُوا لِيُثْبِتُوكَ أَوْ يَقْتِلُوكَ أَوْ يُخْرِجُوكَ وَيَمْكُرُونَ ويمكر اللَّهِ وَاللَّهُ خَيْرُ الماكرين. That the people who plot against Islam and against you, they will keep doing that in order to imprison you, or kill you, or get you out of your land. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala also said in the Qur'an, because these people will use everything possible, everything possible to trash you and trash your religion. They've done it at the time of the Messenger of Allah They used to hire poets to say bad and ill things about the Messenger of Allah and about Muslims. They used to send delegations to different tribes in different countries, talk ill about the Messenger of Allah they have tried everything possible to destroy the Messenger of Allah and, and the image and the reputation of the Muslim in the Arabian Peninsula. This is not new. It's not new. It's an old game, as we said. They have tried, to, they spend a lot of money, a lot of money, millions of dollars to destroy your reputation. And they've done it during the time of Rasulullah they are still doing it. They still doing it. And Allah Subh'anaHu Wa ta'ala says in the Quran, إِنَّ الَّذِينَ كَفَرُوا يُنْفِقُونَ أَمْوَالَهُمْ لِيَصُدُّوا عَن سَبِيلِ اللَّهِ that The disbelievers are spending their money in order to keep people away from the truth. فَسَيُنْفِقُونَهَا They will continue to spend it. ثُمَّ تَكُونُ عَلَيْهِمْ حسرة. And that this money, they are gonna lose, they are gonna spend this money. And they're gonna lose and they'll be overcome by the truth. By the truth. One day we're attacked by news channels, another day we we're attacked by Muslims who have weak souls, who are getting paid to put an ad on his Facebook or come here to the masjid and try to trap people. And maybe we have some of them sitting with us right now, who are Muslims, who have Muslim names, but they have weak souls. They come to spy on us. They come try to trap us for some money. For some money, somebody give it to them. To trap young people, try to get them to react emotionally. But believe me, We will do everything to prevent that. So there is no place, if there is anybody here, anybody here in this gathering, You was sent by so-and-so agent or whatever, we tell you that you have no place here. No place here, we don't hide anything. We don't hide anything. But we say you can go online on our website and listen to it. You don't have to record anything. Save your battery. Really, so they use everything in order to destroy our our religion. They try to trap the young people, or the new Muslim. They try to get them to act emotionally, to do something stupid that we all, as a community, be ashamed of. Inna Allāhi kafaroo an They'll spend every penny that they have in order to, to keep people away from the truth and from the message of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. ثُمَّ تَكُونُ عَلَيْهِمْ Brothers and sisters, when, when things like that happen, you see Muslim react differently. First, you see people, they say, Akhi, I really don't care about what the media is saying, or some idiot somewhere who has a talk show, who cares? Who cares? And it's true, who cares? Who cares? But who cares and you sit in your place doing absolutely nothing? Well, that's not right, that's wrong. That's not the Sunnah of the Messenger of Allah Another group, they, they react with anger, they react emotionally. And the third, they leave the whole religion. I've been here for five days now. I came back from Hajj. Five days now. I've heard three different stories about three people who... Two of them were actually... uh, They're leaving the religion of Islam. Why? Because of what's happening overseas. Because they cannot face it. Because they have family members... They telling him, "Uh, I think it's time to reconsider this Islam. They think it's a bad idea. Can she see what's happening overseas? Can she see what's happening here? And some of them cannot take it. Some of them cannot take it. And they say, Wallahi, this is true. I cannot take this any longer. And that's why, if you remember what we said in the beginning, that the seerah or the hijrah of the Messenger of Allah was honored because it showed the sincerity of people. It showed how steadfast and firm and strong the companions, the early sahaba of the Messenger of Allah sallallahu Now, do you remember last time when he said, well, I wish I was at the time of the Messenger of Allah. Now you know that you are here for a reason. That you were born at this time for a reason. Because the people who were around the Messenger of Allah were real people. The Sahaba who sacrificed everything for the sake of Allah, and for the sake of the Messenger of Allah, the sake of this religion, were completely different human beings. They were sincere. They were strong in faith. They were firm in their iman. Three people were And I was shocked. I was shocked. So the first group they say, wow, well, who cares really, who cares? Who cares? I am not worried about anything. This is the religion of Allah, Allah preserve it. But you need to do your job. If there is somebody who is trying to destroy your image, or destroy your reputation, then you have to do something about it. And this is the sunnah of the Messenger of Allah, because the Messenger of Allah, Sallallahu was extremely concerned about his image and the image of Muslims. When Huzaif ibn Yaman came in, he said, Ya Rasulullah, I cannot participate with you in the Battle of Badr. He said, why? Because he said, oh, when I was leaving Mecca, they stopped me and they said, where are you going? I said, to join the messenger of Allah. He said, well, we will leave you in one condition, not to, fight him, not to fight with him. He said, I promise you. The Prophet could have said, what well, promise? What are you talking about? They're a bunch of polytheists. They worship idols. There's no promise here. But the messenger of Allah was concerned about the image of Islam and the image of one Muslim. He said, no, keep your word to them. Fulfill the promise. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will grant us victory. When he migrated to Medina and he found like a group of people that would conceal hypocrisy and they hated him. They hated the messenger of Allah and they were a big group of people in Medina. Munafiqun, the hypocrites. And Rasulullah ﷺ, when he found out about them, most of the Sahaba, they said, get rid of him." Oh, Messenger of Allah, kill them. And he said wasallam," no, I wouldn't do that. I don't want people to go around saying that Muhammad is killing his companions. This is someone who worried about his image, about his reputation. Some of the people, they lied about him, but some others, they're an- his enemies, his opponents. Some of them lied about him, and some of them actually said the truth about him. They said the truth about him. Like Abu Sufyan, he was, when he was interviewed by the Roman emperor, he said, what do you say about this man who appeared in your, in your town? Talk to me about him. He, Abu Sufyan, he was not a Muslim in that time, but he spoke the truth about the messenger of Allah. You know why? Because that was the stereotype of the Muslims during that time. He talked about the honesty and the truthfulness of the Messenger of Allah. Although he is his enemy, but he didn't lie about him. He didn't lie about him. Nowadays, you see people—they come, they go to CNN and Fox News, and they are considered to be experts in Islam. None of them has even a degree, a bachelor's degree in Islamic studies. None of them. And what did he get his credential or qualification to go in the media and speak about Islam? He read some books. He'd been reading since he was listener for five years. And that's enough for him to go and speak about Islam as if he's an expert about Islam. And then they do the copy and paste approach. You know, تَقْرَبُوا For example, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Qur'an, Don't come near prayer. That's a verse. That's a part of a verse. So they take it and copy and paste. It says in the Qur'an, لَا تَقْرَبُوا الصَّلَاةِ Don't even come near salah. But if you continue the ayah, the ayah is actually it's talking about the opposite. It says, Do not come to the salah while you are intoxicated. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, lil Woe to the to the people who pray. You can not stop there, you can copy and paste. But if you continued, it says, lil sahun. Woe to the to the people who pray, those who miss their prayers, those who don't pray on time, woe to them. So they take verses from the Quran here and there and present it to people and say, well, here's the Quran, here's the Islam, there are the Muslims. One time I was talking in one of the local universities about Islam. And then at the end, somebody asked me a question and he said, well, it doesn't really matter how nice you are or how good your talk was, that will not make us forget the fact that your Quran, it says kill... Innocent people killed the Christians, killed the Jews. I had a book, I had a Quran in my pocket. I mean the people, the person who invited me, he ran to the podium and he, and he yelled at this person and said, this is Jude. I said, no please, I'm so happy to answer this question. It's not the first time I get attacked by, by people. I said, here is a Quran. It's in Arabic but I can get you a copy of the translation of the meaning. If you find one verse that it says, "Kill innocent people, kill Jews and Christians in this Quran, I'll be the first one to leave this religion. Fair enough, I'll be the first one to leave this religion. But the, the problem is that somebody says a lie and the lie goes around and people believe it and it become like a norm or standard now. It doesn't exist. It doesn't exist in the Quran. I memorized the Quran when he was eleven or twelve years old. It doesn't exist. It doesn't say that in the Quran, but it's the copy and paste approach. <coughs> so, anyways, brothers and sisters, the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alaihi worried about the image and the reputation of the Muslims. He did everything possible to make Muslim look good and Islam look good. Abu Sufyan didn't lie about the messenger of Allah because that was the the stereotype during that time that Muslims were good people. What are the stereotypes of Muslims nowadays? You all know. I don't need to say anything. So how can we react towards the Islamophobia? First, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said in the Qur'an, وَكَذَٰلِكَ جَعَلْنَا لِكُلِّ نَبِيٍّ عَدُوًّا مِّنَ الْمُجْرِمِينَ That we've made for every prophet an enemy. An enemy. Wallahi, if you're successful in your work, you always find an enemy. If you're a good person in your neighborhood, you always find a neighborhood who hates you. This is just life. This is just life, really. Wherever you go, so Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said to the Prophet, Well listen, yes, I love you so much, you're the most beloved to me. All the Prophets and the Messengers are chosen by Allah. They're more superior. But still, you're gonna have problems. You're gonna have people who hate you. You're gonna have people who are trying everything to harm you and hurt you. بِرَبِّكَ هَادِيًّا But it is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, it is God who guides and he supports people. So the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, said, oh Allah, I didn't sign up for this. Take the revelation, give it to somebody else. My family are telling me terrible things. You know, they said that you brought a shame and disgrace upon us. No. The Messenger of Allah وسلم, when he saw Jibreel for the first time, he went home and he said to his wife, cover me, cover me. Allah didn't say, okay, take a rest, cover, take a you know, few days off. No. He said, "Ya Ya Oh, you're wrapped up. Get up. Get up. Get up and convey the, convey the message of your Lord. Get up and convey the message of your Lord. He didn't say this is too much, I'm taking my hijab off, I don't want to be uh, associated with Muslims, there are some lunatics doing terrible things overseas, I don't want to be known as Muslim. If your classmates or the roommates or the people that you work with don't know that you're Muslim, then there is a problem, there is a huge problem. Seriously, there is a huge problem. If you trying to hide your identity as Muslim, and then you worry about your children being raised as Muslim in this country? And if you don't do that, better take them somewhere else. Wallahi, take them somewhere else. Allah Subhanahu wa Taala said in the Quran. لتبلون في اموالكم وانفسكم ولتسمعن
0: من الذين اوتوا الكتاب من قبلكم ومن الذين اشركوا اذى كثيرا وان تصبروا وتتقوا
1: فان ذلك من عزم الامور Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said in the Qur'an that to the believers, you will be tested in your wealth, in your lives. Ya akhi, you will be tested. Ya ukhti you will be tested. Wallahi, wallahi, you will be tested. Wallahi, you will be tested. Wallahi, this is not a, a carefree life. It doesn't exist. Carefree only in Jannah. It doesn't exist in here. It doesn't. So Allah Subhanahu wa Taala says, "Letublawna fi amwalikum wa anfusikum." That you will be tested in your life. You will be tested. Al-Hasb al-Ladheen Amanun Yaqoolu Amanna. Al-Hasb al-Nasun Yaqoolu Amanna. Huma la yaftanoon. Do people think that they will be? they can claim faith without being tested? And just like that, when you, when you get hit, just a little bit, that shakes your faith, causes you to take your hijab off, or, or saying that I don't want to go to the masjid anymore, I don't want to be associated with any of the Muslims? No. It actually should increase your faith. See, Al Mudathir, he said to him, Oh, you wrapped up, stand up, stand up, go do your job. Don't run away from the challenge. Don't run away from a challenge because you know the one who runs away from a challenge is truly a loser. It's a loser. The other one, the surah right before Al Mudathir, it's Al Muzammil. What did he say? Ya ayyuha Al Muzammil, Oh, you wrapped up. Increase yourself in ibadah. So when calamity hits you, two things: it actually, number one, it actually should bring you closer to Allah, not to distance yourself away from Allah. <coughs> because when you fear something, you you run away from it. But when you when you fear Allah Subhanahu wa Taala, you run to Allah. You come to Him. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said to the Messenger of Allah, Get up at night and pray, increase yourself in ibadah. This is what He said to him. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said You'll be tested in your lives In your money In your wealth تسمعن مِنَ الَّذِينَ أُوتُوا الْكِتَابَ مِنْ قَبْلِكُمْ وَمِنَ الَّذِينَ أَشْرَكُوا أَذَاً كَثِيرًا And you will hear harmful things Terrible things from the people of the book The people who who came before you You will hear terrible things Painful words From the polytheists. But, and here's here's the solution for Islamophobia but if you are patient, if you have sabr, if you preserve patiently, if you protect yourself from evil, this is a great determination. This is what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Quran. So two things, تَصْبِرُوا Tasbiru wa وَتَتَّقُوا Tasbiru is to be patient, is to preserve patiently, and it doesn't mean to be passive. It doesn't mean to be passive, but it means to confront the challenge without being emotional or overreacting. Respond to accusation wisely, intellectually, and in a convincing manner. Be proactive in your your neighborhood. Present, be a role model, present the ethics of Islam through your, your honesty, through your truthfulness. This is what you should do. That's number one. Tasbiru. The other, the other thing Allah Subhanahu wa Taala says in the Quran, Ta'ttaku, Tasbiru wa Ta'ttaku. Protect yourself from the evil that is res- that may result from spreading Islamophobia. To have taqwa. To have taqwa. Use your friendship and alliances to attack this this discrimination based on your constitutional right. Talk about it in interfaith gathering. Talk about it to civil rights organizations. And the last thing that I want to end this khutbah with is a question that I was asked once by a family member, who is not a Muslim: "Should we fear your religion?" Many years ago. She said to me, should we fear Islam? Should we fear your religion? And this is a question to every one of you. Should they fear us? Should they fear our religion? No, they shouldn't. We should let them know that we need to remove this fear so that people can actually understand Islam and get to know us. You know, you hate a person for for two reasons. Number one, if you don't know him. The The other reason, if he's actually pure evil. You hate him if you don't know him, or if he's a pure evil. So these people either hate you, because they don't know you, or you're actually pure evil. So you pick. You pick. All the students in campuses, the MSAs, you are the ambassador of this religion. You are the ambassador of Islam. An ambassador is someone who presents what his country intends. So present the real Islam. Don't run away. Don't flee from the challenge. Because these things gonna come and go, really. Don't run away from the challenge, present Islam. Don't allow these people to draw you in a bad reaction or get you to react emotionally and do something stupid that we all as a, we, we as a community will be ashamed of. Talk to people about Islam. Teach people about Islam. Hold conferences, sessions about Islam. Don't attack the attackers because this is just a waste of time. Don't attack the attackers but present real and, and accurate information about this religion. Empower people. Be calm, cool, and collected. The of Allah in the midst of hardships. In the midst of hardships, he used to be cold, calm, and collected. When they were in the cave, also in the hijrah, because we're still talking about hijrah. Abu Bakr said, Ya Rasulullah, Wallahi, لَوْ نَظَرَ أَحَدُهُمْ تَحْتَ قَدَمَيْهِ لَرَآنَ. Oh Messenger, if somebody looked at his feet, he'll be able to see us. And see the response of the Messenger of Allah. He said, Ya Abu Bakr, what do you think about two? The third of them is Allah. So he was calm, cool, and collected. And some of them, like Imam al-Tabari and others in the tafsir of this, of this verse, وَأَنْذَلَ alayhi Alehi The pronoun, it goes to Abu Bakr, because the Prophet ﷺ already had sakinah. He was Abu Bakr, he was scared. So cool, calm and collected, empower people, this religion has power. It has power and you have to show it to people. Wallahi, you have to show it to people. You have to teach people about your religion. You have to start telling people who we really are instead of we were not, who we're not. Teach people about who we really are. الحمد لله وصلاة والسلام على رسول الله اللهم اجعل هذا الجمع جمعا مرحومة تفرقنا بعليه تفرقا معصونا ولا تجعل فينا ولا حولنا ولا خلفنا شقيا ولا محرومة اللهم اخفر لنا ذنوبنا وإصرفنا في أمرنا وثبت أقدامنا أنصرنا على قوم الكافرين اللهم اخفر لنا ذنوبنا وإصرفنا في أمرنا وثبت أقدامنا أنصرنا على قوم الكافرين آمين 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 سبحانه ربك رب العزة عن ما على المسلين الحمد لله رب العالم بسم الله الرحمن
0: الرحيم وأيوب إذ نادى ربه أني مسني الضر وأنت أرحم الراحمين فاستجبنا له فكشفنا ما به من ضر وآتيناه أهله ومثلهم معهم رحمة من عاجنا وذكرى للعابدين وإسماعيل وإدريس وذلكفل كل من الصابرين وادخلناهم في رحمتنا إنهم من الصالحين وَذَنُّونِ إذْ دَهَبَ مُغَاطِبًا فَظَنَّ أَنْ لَنْ نَقُضِرْ عَلَيْهِ فَنَادَى فِي الظُّلُمَاتِ فَنَادَى فِي الظُّلُمَاتِ أَنْ لَا إِلَّا أَنْتَ سُبْحَانَكَ لا إله إلا أنت سبحانك إني كنت من الظالمين